for my ally is the Force. And a powerful ally it is. Life creates it. Makes it grow. Its energy surrounds us and binds us. Luminous beings are we, not this crude matter. You must feel the force around you. Here, between you, me, the tree, the rock, everywhere. I am a Jedi, like my father before me. You don't know the power of the dark side. If you strike me down, I shall become more powerful than you can possibly imagine. I got a bad feeling about this. Welcome to episode 289 of Blue Harvest. I'm your host, Halls Burkhart. And I'm your host, Will Witten. Uh, and it's another week. Another week of Star Wars happenings. Uh, <laughs> read any good news lately? Uh, <laughs> we will be... I came across a headline or two that I thought was good. I, uh... Woo. I have been struggling this week, buddy. Ooh, struggle bus, really. Yeah, it's just been a worn out, man. I uh I've been having a couple of weeks of not sleeping well. And then I, I feel like last night I finally got some good sleep, so I was I was alright today. Um But man. But sort of a long weekend coming up because the president's day on Monday and there might even be some snow in the neighborhood, so yeah. Hopefully, snow I can recharge. Snow and ice in the forecast for us over here. Yeah. And then, of course, we'll we'll get to see all the jokes about everybody that lives, you know, a couple hundred, few hundred miles north of us, being like, "That ain't nothing." Uh-huh, you guys they're are going wimps. crazy over a little bit of snow. Yeah, we are because we don't see that shit that often down here. Yeah, we do not. We don't have the infrastructure. <laughs> to deal with them kind of roads we don't we do not um so anyways uh before we get in everything let me give you guys the quick business follow us on twitter twitch and instagram at blue harvest pod the twitch streams have been popping lately they've been a lot of fun you could come hang out have a good time with uh me and steve and jesse and nick and jeff it's been a good time man Playing a little Dead by Daylight and a variety of other games. Buddy, I'm here to tell you, Dead by Daylight is quickly becoming one of my favorite games of all time. Really? It's a horror game, right? Yeah, man. And and for the first couple months of playing that game, I was Jump Scare City. Talking screaming, jumping, heart rate, sweaty. But 
I've, my nerves, I've, my nerves have hardened. I've got nerves of steel now. So it's like a quick summary of what the game is. Is it's I guess what they call asymmetrical multiplayer. So there's four survivors on one side and a killer on the other. And the whole point of the game is you and your three buddies sneak around the map repairing generators. And once you repair five generators, the exit gates open or, or power up and you can go open them and escape. Um, and that's just like a simple rundown. There's a lot more mechanics and stuff to it. And obviously you have a, a bloodthirsty killer chasing you the whole time they've got lots of licensed killers like so they you know they have freddie michael myers leatherface etc etc and then a bunch of original killers and buddy i have never laughed as hard playing an online game as i have just sitting in the lobby for dead by daylight waiting for a game a match to start because the wait times to find a match can be a little long sometimes. Oh, really? How so long? That, um, I don't know. You know, 10 minutes, 15 minutes at the worst. Right. And then the games themselves, like obviously things can go to shit and you can have like a four-minute game where everybody's dead. But most of, of the time they, they go quite a bit longer than that. <clears throat> um, but anyways, uh, yeah, if you want to... Um, Check us out playing Dead by Daylight or anything else. Twitch.tv slash Blue Harvest Pod. I've also been putting uh, archives of the streams up on the Blue Harvest YouTube. Uh, you can find the links to that in the show notes. Um, and besides that, we have a Patreon. Where if you enjoy our podcast and you want to support us for as little as $3 a month, you can at patreon.com slash Blue Harvest Podcast. And that gets you access to the exclusive RSS feed where we release all our bonus shows. We, I just put up a Oh No It's Hall solo within the past couple of days. And this Saturday, I've got something scheduled to record for the Patreon that will be going up. So uh, you can look forward to that as well. Lots of other things. Cooking with Will, Steve vs. the Prequels, Podula Rasa, Masters of Harvest Kasi, Blue Harvest Adventures, Star Wars Yearbud Podcast, Jaws, and so much more. So check it out, Blue Harvest Patreon. That's patreon.com slash Blue Harvest Podcast. And that's the business. It is. So, buddy, you want to hear about someone who's gainfully employed? Who's that? Our good pal, good guy, Mr. Pedro Pascal himself. It was announced this week that he has been cast as one of the two main leads in the upcoming HBO, speaking of, bloodthirsty killers i think jesse's trying to sneak up on me no Ooh, she's got me paranoid um does she uh he's been cast as one of the two main leads in the upcoming hbo adaptation of the last of us okay that's the, cool <clears throat> for you guys that don't know last of us is a pretty successful uh franchise PlayStation exclusive franchise from a developer called Naughty Dog and Pedro Pascal has been cast to play the role of Joel who like I said is one of the two main leads along with a character by the name of Ellie Um, now why is this uh, pertinent to us other than the fact that you know he's our Mando boy 
Well, you know, it's it's sort of raised the question of like, well, will this interfere with, you know, Mando season three or any future seasons of Mando? And honestly, come on, guys. No, like literally he can just show up and do the lines of dialogue and show up for a couple of days here or there if they need him to take his helmet off. You know, I think after the last two seasons, we've seen how little Pedro Pascal actually needs to be on set for the show, right? Like, Right. So I don't think we have anything to worry about there. And I'm excited to see him. Um, Did she get you? She got me. My dear, my love, the love of my life. I like that. My best friend, would you do me a favor next time? Would you maybe text me? You did that on purpose. She's got the most evil smile on her face right now. Maybe it's because the way you jump is funny. (sighs) Not in a bad way. Not funny. Ha ha. Okay. Um, At least it wasn't my worst reaction to her scaring me. And what's more fucked up is I even called it. Like, you would think after I was like, oh, I think Jesse's trying to scare me. I think I hear Jesse coming out of the room. You would think I would be prepared for it, but no. But you weren't. But I was not. (laughs) You want to know what she did to me the other day that damn near gave me a heart attack? I pulled a muscle in my shoulder. I jumped so much. I do. She reached. I was taking a shower, and she reached into the shower behind me and touched my back. (laughs) Man, the shower is a... a, uh... An anxious one because you got to close your eyes to uh, yeah, wash, your, wash hair your hair and shit. And then all I f- feel is a hand on my back. D- oh. Didn't hear any, like, she did it. This She can always be like, oh, I didn't mean to scare you. This was 100% on purpose, right? That'll make you jump out of your skin. It did. And, like, I jumped and tensed up so much I pulled a muscle in my shoulder. <laughs> That's pretty good. When when Will has to get on his inactive ass Twitter to be like, "Hey guys, bad news, Hall's had a heart attack and uh, he's dead." <laughs> <laughs> Memorial services are on Zoom due to the COVID nineteen pan- pandemic. Hall's uh, had a heart attack. You'll know why. He, just... <clears throat> they, he, he had a heart attack in the shower. He looked like David the Gnome because his beard and his hair was all sudsed up with the uh, shampoo. Oh my goodness! Looking like dead ass Santa Claus all. Clutching his chest in the shower. Dude, I like David the Gnome. I did too. Quite a bit. I used to, I liked David the Gnome, even though I would occasionally have nightmares about the trolls from David the Gnome. Oh, really? Yeah, I don't know why. Of all the the horror shit I was into in uh, at the age I was in the David the Gnome. Some about them. Some about them goddamn (laughs) trolls. Something about them trolls just rubbed little halls the wrong. He was like, something (laughs) rephrase that. Yeah. Peace out, trolls. Fuck you guys. Um, And to this day, I'm not a fan of trolls, but more of the uh, Edgelord Snyderverse trolls. There's a real cool troll hunter movie. It is cool. Swedish, maybe? Uh, Norwegian. Norwegian. Yeah. Yeah. It is really cool. It's really good. It's a found footage movie, which, you know, I've definitely feel yeah. like I've had my fill of over the years, yeah. but. I've seen Cloverfield. 
Well, yeah. <laughs> of course. That's enough for a lifetime. Well, I was, I was about to say, like, every now and then one can come out and really capture my attention, and Troll Hunter was one of them. Yeah, it was good. Um, so, you know what we've been talking about the last couple of weeks is video game news, and there's even more this week. This goddamn Knights of the Old Republic saga just keeps twisting and turning. News. Yeah, it is churning out news. So last time we talked to you guys, I was telling Will about how it looked like uh, a developer by the name of Aspire was in charge of some sort of Knights of the Old Republic reboot, remake, something. And Aspire had been responsible for <coughs> some Star Wars ports to, you know, PlayStation 4 and Switch as along uh, as well as some Knights of the Old Republic ports to iOS and Android. Right. Well, uh it got a little more interesting this week when an insider of some sort. Now this is this is where we get into like weird territory cuz from what I could understand this guy doesn't seem to have a verifiable track record with this kind of information. Okay. But this news was backed up by other people that do. And what he said was that this fall, we can expect a Knights of the Old Republic 1 and 2 two-pack to be released digitally on all of the current consoles. And that these are just basically up-resed versions of the original games. So, supposedly for about 30 bucks, this fall you'll be able to get on the Xbox Store, the PlayStation Store, the Nintendo eShop, whatever, and download Knights of the Old Republic 1 and 2. <clears throat> now, this when I read this, oh, and it's being done by Aspire, I might add. Uh, and when I read this, I was like, oh, man, well, is this what all the news and rumors were about? Was just ports of these games because for a few years now knights of the old republic one and two have been available on xbox one series of consoles right you could yeah. play those games through backwards compatibility and they even had fancy xbox one x and xbox series x um enhancements where they ran it like 4k and things like that right Right. Now, granted, that, that cut out a large portion of console players who either play on Switch or PlayStation. Um, but I was, you know, initially a little disappointed because, you know, it's cool. And it's I definitely, I'm down for any of these Star Wars games being re-released and made uh, easier, uh, making them easier accessible uh, to people that want to play them, right? Right. Um, but, you know, after a few weeks of hearing like, oh, they're going to be doing a new Knights of the Old Republic, I was a little disappointed. Yeah. But since then, a couple of people with, you know, quote unquote, insider information have come out and clarified that this is separate, that they are releasing these this fall, as well as working on some sort of further Knights of the Old Republic project. So that's cool. Well, that's good to hear. Yeah. <clears throat> you know, that and, gives us at least some hope. 
Yeah, and it, you know what I think is neat about it is the fact that this will potentially come out and anybody that hasn't had a chance to play them yet will have them available if they want to download them and play them. And that way they can sort of get familiar with and caught up with the whole Knights of the Old Republic thing before the new one comes out. Right. So I just think it's a, a win-win situation. <clears throat> we'll see. Uh, there is one thing that I hope they do that I don't know that they will. So Knights of the Old Republic 2 famously had um, a super short development time. So short that they had to cut out pretty significant portions of the game to get it to ship by um, the time that they were contractually obligated to get it out the door, right? Right. And in the years since then, modders and, and fans have gone in and restored most, if not all, of that missing content to Knights of the Old Republic 2. Um, and w what I would hope is that maybe they work with those modders and everything to reincorporate that into these releases because a, it would just be neat to finally be able to go through and play through that stuff that I never got to play originally. And secondly, um, it would give people more of an incentive to go back to them. Like, Oh, well it's not just a standard re-release. There's, you know, it's like a director's cut or a special edition or something. It's got some sort of enhancement. Yeah. But uh, we'll see. That would be my one wish for this kind of project. And who knows, like, if they're even allowed to do that sort of thing, given right. the <clears throat> whatever contract they have with Lucasfilm Games and yeah. whatnot. But I'm sure it's got, you know, some specifics that they're going to have to do something. Did you, ever, did you ever play Republic Commando back in the day? Uh, I never played it all the way through, but I did play it, yeah. It was pretty rad, right? It was like a squad-based cool. first-person shooter where yes. you control one person in a clone commando squad and then you uh, issue orders and commands to your two squad mates. Right. <clears throat> That's, once again, another game that has been available for quite a while through Xbox backwards compatibility. But this week it was leaked... That it appears that once again, Aspire will be bringing that game uh, forward to other consoles PlayStation 4, Switch, and what have you. So it looks okay. like Aspire is in the Star Wars porting game big time. <laughs> um, Absolutely. And it's definitely a game that I recommend if you haven't checked out before. Like that one's worth a uh, uh, a try, especially if you're a big fan of clones. It's pretty rad. <clears throat> I remember I there being some um, pretty frustrating uh, Geonosin levels in that, with mm -hmm. like where they're flying around and shit. Right, like uh, flying enemies in a video game can be the worst sometimes. Dude, especially if the targeting system is really difficult about how you aim at them or hit them. Yes. It hasn't happened in a long time, but game video some some games were like that. Um I feel like a cuz I can't point out a specific one at the moment, but this was definitely a thing. Yeah, you know, 
getting enemies in the air. It's one of those things that I feel like in modern gaming isn't nearly no as yeah. rough as it used to be. Um, but Absolutely. back in the day, it could be pretty annoying. Um, man, Whew. I feel like I need to reset my brain after Jesse scared me. It Almost. sure works you up. It does, man. She's gonna feel. I I know she's gonna feel bad when she kills me. Like it, I know she's gonna feel awful. She'll feel bad depositing the life insurance check to you. Yeah, yeah, and then fucking going off to my orca with some <laughs> new dick. <laughs> I don't know why I said my orca. <clears throat> Who knows? Probably because I'm big as an orca. Big fat <laughs> whale man. This just reminds me of Free Willy. Hold me. Murder man told me. Oh, do you know I got the version, the VHS of Free Willy, and it came with the replica necklace, right? With the little, uh, the little, the uh, orca. It was like a, a carving. It was oh, a plastic, okay. like a, uh, man, a Northwest Native American style. Orca carving necklace. I gotcha. I did not I realize that. that... Until the little plastic snap wouldn't snap. Oh, out. really? You rocked it in part. You know. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. As yeah. someone who spent a lot of time in Gulf Shores as a kid. Yeah. Uh, as well as you. You had to have gone to some of those like. Real cheesy. Um, like gift shops what are they what would you call those souvenir shops right are we headed towards puka shell necklaces right now uh, i don't know we'll see you know like i the one that was pretty famous for a while was the giant one where you walk through the big shark's mouth to go inside yes. souvenir city kind of thing yeah yeah um anyways i went there one time and got a gigantic shark shark's tooth necklace oh right like this 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 tooth looked like it came from a fucking megalodon right yeah and buddy i thought i was the coolest <laughs> motherfucker right i wore that shit people looking at me like who the fuck like, is this handicapped aquaman that just showed up on the scene the fuck is this you're like, hey kid, why ain't got that shark necklace? And you're like, kill the shark. No, I was just like, oh, With that giant too. Yep, yep. Battled him right <laughs> yep. out in the surf. Ripped it out. Yep, that's spanked him on the way out. That's why I'm in the chair, man. The Took a little piece of him with me though. <laughs> I got him. He got me, but I got him. Yeah. <clears throat> Anyways, um, I used I used to get the the shell necklaces. Oh, I uh, yeah. I had different ones. I, not where it was the whole shell, but there was one that was super jaggedy, like um, just like white shells stacked on top of each other, and that thing hurt. I don't know why I wore that. And then I and then as I got older in like junior high, high school, I had the one that was rounded, like the rounded puka shell necklace, the nice. thin tiny one. Yeah. 
I remember like are dudes necklaces a thing anymore? I remember them being much more of a thing when I was a kid. Ah, uh, the nineties and early aughts. The the puka shell necklaces. You had the kid. You know, you would occasionally come across the kid who was clearly Catholic because they had like the St. Christopher's medal. St. Christopher's medal, yep. I got what that's what I got from my parents as a graduation gift. That's cool. Mm. My I, I my girlfriend in high school was Catholic and uh I guess her patron saint was Saint Francis of Assisi. And it was like animals, the patron saint of animals, maybe. That's who? Uh, I'll give you uh, five guesses who I cho- chose as my <laughs> as my saint con- for confirmation. Confirmation? Yeah. Was it St. Francis of Assisi? It, it was. Yeah. Yep. Um, you and your spirit guy, animal spirit guy. <laughs> Love me some animals. Jesse showed me this real kick-ass video today of this lady opening up her back door. And there's just a fox sitting on the doorstep who lets her pet it. She pets it. And like, I'm watching this. She sends it to me because she knows I'm going to enjoy it. But I'm watching this and I'm, I'm seeing it and I'm going in my mind like, this is why I think it's possible. Yes. Like I see evidence of it. Yeah, you think you see that it is possible. Well, I see that it is, in fact, possible. It's not like Someone they defect has achieved it. Yeah. Like which, you don't know how many but why months couldn't, or years work is put into it. Okay. Well, okay. Someone has accomplished it. Okay. Two, two counterpoints to, to your statement. Point, counterpoint, yes. Okay. First counterpoint, who's to say I wouldn't be willing to put in the work and the time to establish an animal friendship? I never said that. Okay. Uh, so, so fully admit that you could do that. And number two... If they could do it, why can't I? You're totally capable of doing that. All right, then. I just need you to recognize the possibility mm-hmm. that it can go completely sideways because they are wild animals and not domesticated animals. Not saying that it's gonna, but it could. Saying that it could. You know, you got to take certain risks in life. My I friend. understand. You take the good with the bad. You know, take maybe. The there you have maybe in a few episodes of blue harvest i'm on here complaining about how i can't play video games anymore because (laughs) a wild fox bit off three of my fingers it's really hard for me to hit those buttons (laughs) yeah um (laughs) speaking of video games we got one more news item related to video games you know we got off on a little bit of a side road there so this same guy who was talking about the um, Knights of the Old Republic ports coming to consoles later this year mentioned that he heard that there is yet another smaller scale Star Wars game coming from EA this year. Um, And when I say smaller scale, think in the the realm of like Star, Star Wars Squadrons. Okay. That's not really small, but I mean, I get where it's smaller. Yes, well, it's, it's perfect. It's I mean, smaller it's in niche. that it, you know, it was a, it wasn't a full price title. It was forty bucks instead of sixty. You know, the campaign was fairly short, and it had just you know what two different online modes. Right. Still, a lot of content and a lot of fun to be had in squadrons, no doubt. <clears throat> but smaller scale when compared to something like Jedi Fallen Order or Battlefront. Right. Now, he 
clarified that he doesn't know if this is a third person shooter or a first person shooter, but what he from what he understands, it is a shooter title of some sort. Okay. Um and this, this got people really fired up and sort of speculating because in the past couple of months, some of the actors involved in the campaign of Star Wars Battlefront 2 have been posting that they were doing mocap work and things like that. So it's got people wondering if maybe we're going to see some sort of follow-up to the campaign from Battlefront 2 featuring those characters. Okay. Um, which could be really cool. Those characters are awesome, and I could definitely be in for some more stories involving Inferno Squad because, you know, the main campaign for Battlefront 2 ends, and then there's a pretty massive time jump to, like, the sequel trilogy era. Right. Where, you know, they did, like, the DLC and stuff with Iden Versio, uh, Iden Versio and Del Miko's daughter, right? So, there's a lot of ground you could cover in between the end of Battlefront 2's campaign and that DLC chapter. So, that'd be really cool, and I'd be really down for that. Um, I'd just like to see that, you know, possibly, if this pans out, we're going to be getting another Star Wars game this uh, fall slash winter. Something to hold us over till Jedi Knight, or Jedi Fallen Order 2, which I kind of... Yeah, well, I kind of wondered if it was a possibility for this year, but it seems like that's going to be next year, if I had to guess. But I'll be I'm real excited. Something brand new. Yeah, yeah, even if it's not, you know, sort of this Battlefront spinoff that people are speculating about, I'm down for whatever it happens to be. Give me some more Star Wars video game experiences. Hopefully, in the next couple of weeks, we have something to talk about besides Star Wars video games, because it kind of seems like that's been our bread and butter for the last three weeks. Yeah, right? That's all the news we've had. Um, <clears throat> man. Um, but uh, yeah, I think, that's, um, I think that's about it as far as news and stuff goes. I mean, you know, Gina Carano doesn't have a job anymore because she's a piece of shit, but what am I, who am I to say? <laughs> What am Cara I supposed Dune? to say about that? More like Kara Dunn. <laughs> Fuck around and find out. <laughs> um, you want to hear from some of our moisture farmer buddies? I do. Let's do that. Kia D. Kia D. Kia D. Cockhead. The only Jedi master who can crash box Kia D. Cockhead! Running around slaying bitches with his cockhead! He's a big Surian stud. He loves to split chicks with his pud. Kitty! Cockhead! To stroke his cone and suck on his balls. Kitty! Cockhead! What you gonna do when he comes on you now? He's a Jedi Council stooge. But he'll be plumping spooge tomorrow! Cockhead! Cockhead! 
righty. Uh, first up, we've got our buddy King Tom. Hey there, Haas and Will. I gotta admit, it took a little bit longer than I was hoping it would, but I'm glad to see that Disney finally did the right thing and got rid of Gina Carano. <laughs> I hope they have a plan in place for The Mandalorian. Uh, you know, doing what's right is more important than the story, but uh, I trust them because they haven't messed up yet. The thing is, um, I really liked the idea of Cara Dune as a character. Um, I think, yeah, you know... The Empire destroying Alderaan happened way back in the original Star Wars. And I think, you know, we've seen the pain that Princess Leia has carried with her. Um, and in, in the comic books, there was Yvonne Verlaine. I think that's how you say her name. And Cardoon is really the third major Alderaanian we've met. Um, and I, I like the idea of someone from that planet you know, working to build the new republic. And there was a point in one of the Wendig, Wendig Aftermath books where we met a group of survivors of Alderaan who were trying to set up a space station and things like that. But if they don't recast her, they're going to need, you know, they're going to need to do something to build up to this uh, Knights or Rangers of the New Republic series. Do you think there's a place in that for someone, a new character maybe from Alderaan, uh, because I just think there's a bunch of story there. Or are they going to try and move on from that because they said, well, we tried it with Cardoon, didn't, and it didn't work, but not for the Alderaan reason, for other reasons. Alderaan reasons. <laughs> that was bad, I'm sorry. No, okay. Anyway, I think you guys know what I'm trying to ask. Uh, thank you for the great podcast. I will talk with you later. <clears throat> Man. What a what a transition, right? Um, mm -hmm. So I'll say that at the end of the day, my preferred method would be recasting. Yeah. I think there's okay. plenty of wonderful people that you could get to fill that role and still provide whatever story you had planned out for the character, right? Like... You don't need an MMA fighter. You just need a good actor. Like, she doesn't have to be... Like, I don't even need you... I, I'm okay with Cara Dune's story being done. But, like, another badass female, like, would fill that spot. You know, you could even make her from Alder in as well. You shouldn't have to be a shock trooper. She could be some other sort of fighter. Yeah. Like, Well, you know, since she was... Espionage. Uh, since uh, Lucasfilm came out and said that she was no longer employed with them. Some information has come out. For instance, apparently they were planning on announcing her as uh, being the lead of her own show. Head of the Rangers show, right? No. So somebody who his name, I think his name is Diz Insider or Disney Insider. He is a reporter let me look it up on twitter i don't want to misquote um he says that they were two separate shows that there was going to be a cara dune show and uh a republic rangers right <clears throat> um okay i don't think it is the diz insider I hope I didn't just give out a fucking shitty Twitter account and people are like, what are you talking about? Um, why are you t sending people to that? 
Uh, <laughs> but who knows? Regardless, apparently the plan was at their investor meeting in December, they were planning on, <clears throat> like I said, revealing her as the leader of her own show, and they scrapped those plans. So it seems to me like when you hear about that and you also hear that her talent agency dropped her last year sometimes, that this may have been something that has been put into effect for a while now <clears throat> and that yeah. we just heard about. I don't know. Who knows? Either way, she's not part of Star Wars anymore, and it's her own goddamn fault. I'll just say um, this. When you work for a corporation, especially one as large as the Disney Corporation, and they have a very specific brand, if you are not a good ambassador for their brand, they're just going to part ways with you. And that's how they'll put it. They'll be like, we're just going to go in a different direction. Well, that's Because a, you need to be a good brand ambassador. They actually didn't put it that lightly. Um. Well, granted, yeah. the statement came from Lucasfilm and not Disney itself. But right. I I do agree with what Tom is saying is that like the story that they set up for Cara Dune was really cool. And I do like the character. I would like to specify I like the character and the idea of the character. So in my mind, recasting would be the ultimate. Probably the best way to go if you want right. to save character. But if you want to retool it and make a new character, like the character he mentioned from uh, the Leia comics, like that would be cool, you know. Uh, that or a Jen Erso clone. You know, Jen Erso had a lot more mileage than the one movie she was in. Yeah, yeah, and it, and you know that's that's sort of the uh, downside of doing a movie like Rogue One, where ultimately. You know, those characters' fates can't be great. Right. <laughs> you know? I mean, um, I understand. I'm just saying. No, no. She was badass, you know. And she was a good fighter, you know, but she wasn't necessarily huge swole, you know. I agree, but I'm just saying, like, I don't know what the approach is. Uh, it will be interesting. Like, this is something we will find more out about as it goes along. Like, when... Rangers of the New Republic gets up and going. If we find out that someone has been cast in the role of Cara Dune, then obviously that you know was what? meant to be her show. You know, I was thinking about this earlier. If they do recast, I wonder if they'll even address the difference in appearance or if it'll just go unfazed. Because it, you live in a futuristic world where she could just be like, oh, yeah, you know, so-and-so messed my face up and they put it back uh, together. You know? I just say, I mean... They didn't address it when Don Cheadle took over for Terrence Howard. As, no, they did not. <laughs> yeah, I just don't <laughs> they think... They ripped the rearview mirror off and said, well, keep, keep going. Yeah, I don't think you got to address it at all. You know? Like, why address it? Yeah, that's true. That's true. <clears throat> but I guess we'll see. It, it will be Terrence fascinating. <laughs> it will be fascinating to see how that plays out in the coming months. Um. Uh, you know, because for right now, at least, it seems like we've got a pretty solid idea of the Star Wars production schedule. Like Cassian is shooting right now. Um, that's going to then roll over into Obi Wan and the Mandalorian season three. Book of Boba Fett. Man, it's shooting, but damn, it's been all quiet on all fronts. They said it's shooting now, but. 
There haven't been any fucking set leaks or anything. It kind of makes me wonder if they're shooting that sort of exclusively um, in the volume, which would make a lot of sense. It's a lot harder to get leaks out of the volume than it is shooting in some sort of public location, right? Yeah. <clears throat> so Book of Boba Fett and Cassian are shooting now. That's going to transition into Obi-Wan and Mandalorian Season 3. And then... You know, Ahsoka, Rangers of the New Republic. I don't know necessarily what the time frame is for those, but I kind of would think one of those will be will be rolling before the end of the year, uh, and then it'll just go from there. We'll we'll only continue to hear news about this. So interesting to see how it plays out for sure. <clears throat> All right, let's see. Do you want to hear from Josh? Let's hear from Josh. Indeed. Hello there, Haas and Will. This is Josh W. It's Valentine's Day weekend. And uh, I was just curious if you guys could go on a dream date with any Star Wars character, uh, canon or legends, who would it be and what would you do on your dream date? Uh, thanks again for the great pod and may the force be with you. Ooh, what you got for this, Will? Ooh, dream date? Yeah. Mm. Man, that's tough. I hate to be so quiet. <laughs> I would, okay, so. I'm having trouble. I would probably you know, imagining say, myself dating a Star Wars. Character. I know, right? I'm sitting here I'm thinking like to, uh, I'm like, okay, so Ray, nah, I'm not good enough for Ray. Mm. She wouldn't look at me twice. She'd be like, Get out of here. Get the fuck I out of here. Talk about it out of my league. Yeah. It's like, I don't know, maybe the Mascanada? I think she's freaky. <laughs> she's freaky. I mean, I guess I'm close enough looking to a Wookiee. You know, maybe I'm her type. She likes the Wookiee. Yeah, that's about my approximation. <laughs> uh, so, like, you know, Padme. Like, for instance, Padme. I don't know. Probably go for, a, like, a nice picnic on the side of a lake. She could tell me about her ex-boyfriend. You could tell her how you hate dirt. Yeah, I could tell her about how I hate <laughs> sand. And I don't know. Maybe one person <laughs> should sorry. tell her. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> maybe. You know what I hate? Stairs. They're just so hard to navigate. And they're everywhere. And they're everywhere. <laughs> um, go for a nice date by a lake. She'd tell me about her ex-boyfriend. I could tell her how I hate stairs. I could be like, oh, I don't know. Maybe one man should tell everybody what the fuck to do. I think that's a good idea. Maybe authoritarianism is the way to go. Oh, everybody maybe. get in line. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, you know, maybe we'd have a, like a nice lunch at her fancy lake house and I'd float a space pair and be like mind powers master William would be very grumpy if he saw me doing this (laughs) (laughs) oh no (laughs) you're you're having the worst Star Wars date in history it's already been had you're just having it over it's a nightmare it's a groundhog day it's the groundhog that's what I was about to say um (laughs) <laughs> I mean, I'd take Maz Kanata to Canto Bite. Oh, do a little gambling? Yeah. Maybe eat know. a fancy Star Wars Vegas buffet? Yeah. 
You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Nice. Dinner in Cloud City on a nice, you know, cloud barge. <laughs> okay. Okay. I see it. I I, get, I I see what you're saying. Do you make a move on Maz Kanata at the end? I'd let her make a move on me. Mm. <laughs> and if she doesn't, no harm, no foul. No harm, no foul. Just have a good time. Yeah, just two people enjoying each other's company, doing a little Some gambling. Nice, uh, galaxy hopping. <coughs> Drinks. Yeah, yeah, that sounds pretty nice. I think it's so funny that both you and I were like, yeah, they'd never look at me twice. Yeah, right? Like, you could say, oh, Princess Leia. No. You know, Hell in no. a metal bikini. I was like, no, dude, she would not want anything to do with you. She'd be like, not you, but like me, you know. Well, or me. Let's, I mean, I was, I was headed down the same track as you. Yeah. <sighs> What's the uh, what's the singing the female singing alien in the Return of the Jedi? It's nice noodles. The is that her name? Yeah, right. It's Maybe nice that's noodles. more those. That's more my league. What's up, baby? I think that's how they <laughs> made her sound in Clone Wars. Size noodles, not sny. Size noodles. Yeah, yeah. Let's just sing you a little song. Mm-hmm. Jedi rocks or lapty neck. She's taking requests. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> do, 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 do. Play the same song. <laughs> do, 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 do. Oh, man. You know, maybe I'll take one of the, the Tanaka sisters. I'm getting all these people's, these side characters' names wrong. You know, the three Star Wars. Is it three or two? I think there's three of them back there. No, there's two. Tonica sisters. <clears throat> yeah, maybe one of them would give me a shot. Probably not. If one of them was interested in me, in me, the other one would be like, what are you fucking thinking? You see this guy? We're the motherfucking Tonica sisters. We don't even let Hasbro make figures of us. And you're going to go out with that guy? <clears throat> and I'm like, hey, I'm right here. I can hear you. A no would suffice. <laughs> Actually, no, thank you is all it takes. <laughs> Actually, you know me. It wouldn't even be that. I'd just be like, okay, I'm going to go sit in the corner and rethink my life. Oh. Self-esteem. Who needs it? Not me. <laughs> Neither of us. All right, here we go. This is from Jim. Halls and wheel. How you guys doing this evening? Uh, I will unload that stupid question on you guys. Thought about it for months, uh, but it's just so cringy that I just don't want to ask it. Uh, before I do, I just want to say I don't want this. Okay, this is not what I want. I just That's would not love a good to way hear to you start. guys discuss it. And it's been brought up before, I'm sure, uh, and lightly discussed. But basically, what if? In a Star Wars movie or TV show, they visited Earth. Because it's a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. But, you know, we're in the unexplored territory. And let's say it's millions of years ago. um, And, you know, they got some Ralph McQuarrie drawing of Pangea somewhere in the back. And they bust that out, use it. And basically you see some Earth-like dinosaurs. But you don't make it Jurassic Park. And 
you don't like go by the Grand Canyon and it's smaller or some shit. You don't do anything that like clues everybody in that this is definitely Earth. Um, but I just, you know, what would you guys think about that? You know, they some Jedi have some adventures uh, for part of a movie or a show, and they just, you know, fucking around on Earth. What do you guys think? I know it's tacky and cheese dick, but I'm asking anyway. All right, guys, ignite the green. Jim, why would you ask this? I'm so disappointed. We have limited, Will and I have limited time together every week, talk Star Wars and have fun, and you come in here mucking up the works with these questions. I'm just joking. I just thought I'd do the turnaround after last week when I was like, oh, man, you got to ask the stupid question. Yeah, right. Okay. Okay. If it happened, I wouldn't want to see – I would want to see dinosaurs, right? Like I don't want to see cavemen and saber-toothed tigers. I want to go back even further. Like if you're on – if you – or there's some big battle, and Mount Everest used to be a lot bigger, and then during the battle, you know, and then now we're left with Mount Everest, or, you know, some landform. I don't like it. Being formed by a big battle. I don't like it either, but <laughs> the millennium, do it, the millennium, those are the things you got to do. The Millennium Falcon crashes and causes the Grand Canyon. Yeah. Or some shit go. like that. Ooh. Yeah. That is the... Falls out of hyperspace. That is the, like most michael bay approach to star wars like land of the lost star wars michael bay being like "Mm, you know how we established that the transformers showed up at this specific time what if they were around for king arthur and merlin and shit though (laughs) but like what if what if we were wrong what if if we don't want it to be that anymore what if we just changed that and and they were around for Merlin. Merlin. Well, you know, I mean, in the original Transformers, like Gen 1, like they were here for 4 million years, I believe. Like the ship crashed and it didn't wake up the Decepticons and the Autobots for 4 million years. That's quite a nap. Yeah, right? I could use a 4 million year nap. Not really. I'd miss all kinds of cool shit. My beard would I be. I would wonder how out of advanced. Control. You know, the concept of them going back to Cybertron or, you know, contacting any other Autobots or Decepticons, to me, like, your species would have had four million years to advance without you. Like, you would be relics. Yeah, they just show up and it's a bunch of <clears throat> regular dudes. They've just evolved T- into humans. A, a bunch of T2 Terminators. Transformers, like the liquid metal. Man, I can't even like crack the nut of what I would like them to do if they ever, if, if you know, somehow. Cause you know, there was that Star Wars Tales comic, right? Where, and for everybody, anybody that doesn't know, Star Wars Tales were just meant to be like, what ifs? What ifs, goofy little stories, like, you always hear people talking about Skippy the Force-sensitive droid. Well, that was in a Star Wars tale. It wasn't meant to be <laughs> yeah. serious, right? Yeah. But there was one where Han and Chewie 
ended up on Earth and Han died in a cave, right? And years later, Indiana Jones found his bones and Chewie, oh my goodness. Chewie was the Sasquatch out in the, oh my the jungle. Like, so I, I don't, no, thank you. I don't like that's. That's a lot. That's quite the quite the crossover fanfic. <laughs> They're like, okay, uh, Star Wars on Earth, Indiana Jones, Sasquatch. Like that's that's a good stew right there, baby. Fucking Sasquatch, <laughs> Chewie's the Sasquatch. Okay, and my Star Wars. Uh, I don't know, man. Like. To me, it would almost be funnier if they show up and it turns out that a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away only ended up being like 20 or 30 years. So they showed up in like the 20, you know, like the 20s or the 30s. Oh, my goodness. <coughs> what are you doing here? Hey, see? It's a bathtub gin, yeah. It's a flying saucer, see? <laughs> get, get hit. Don't look at me, macaroni mouth. See? <laughs> what am I doing with my life, Will? I think you were doing a 1920s impression. I know, but not well. <laughs> not well. I can't even get a date with a fictional character. I, mean, I can't we even let my Born mind... in the 80s. Who's going to know how to talk from the 20s? This is the best shot. Can't even get a date with a fictional character. Damn. It's hard out here for a halls. You could imagine yourself one, but you chose not to. <laughs> I could have. Like, I could have gone in any direction. It could have been the most romantic <laughs> shit. I could have been like, and that's where the story ends. <laughs> you have to turn into tune into Blue Harvest After Dark for more on that. <laughs> but instead, I was like, nah, they wouldn't want anything to do with me. I'm not even convinced Jesse does. And I've been with oh. her for 10 years. Of course she does. I sure hope so. I mean, she's at least in it for the laughs of scaring me to say, death. You're a good laugh when you get scared. Yeah. All right. We got one more for tonight, and this is from Sam. He says, howdy, Halls and Will. If, is there a specific seat in Star Wars that you've always thought would be neat to sit in? Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah, baby. Let's go off oh, the rails yeah. even more. For example, I've always wondered what it would be like to sit in Akbar's command chair on the Mon Cal cruiser or those spoon-shaped chairs that Obi-Wan sits on when he's when he meets Lama Sue on Kamino in Attack of the Clones. Anyway, great work week anyways. Great work week to week and thanks for inspiring the rest of us to stay positive when people in this community can be negative. Best wishes, Sam. Thanks, Sam. Oh, man. Star Wars seats. Okay, first thing that comes to mind for me... I was about to say the no-brainers. Yoda's floaty chair. Oh. Fuck a motherfucking set of stairs. I got Yoda's floaty chair. I was going to say the obvious ones to get out of the way are the, the cockpit of the Millennium Falcon, obviously. 
and the X-wing cockpit. Like those are like, of course, those would be amazing seats. But like, I kind chair of, wise, so like, I want to, I want to know what Palpatine's chair ooh. and all those buttons and compartments, like Palpatine's Death Star chair mm-hmm. on the second Death Star, that would be cool. Vader's seat in his meditation chamber, ooh. that is neat. I kind and, of feel uh, like. I would get claustrophobic in the X-Wing cockpit. Really? It seems a little cramped for me. And I, I am a bit, cla- I can be a bit claustrophobic. Maybe I'm you wrong. Just have to stay on target. I mean, it looks you like. You in a car. Very close to a windshield. Yeah, but that's that seems like there's more room in that than an X-Wing cockpit. And granted, I don't know, Porkins seemed like he fit all right. So maybe I'd fit all right too. I don't know, man. It just seems like. I've struggled to get a three and three quarter inch figure into an X-wing cockpit pilot, uh, X-wing cockpit toy, so many times in my life that like yeah. I just imagine having to like yoga pose my legs into getting into the cockpit and stuff. Dude, if the if the cop <clears throat> from Heroes can fly an X-wing, you can fit in the cockpit. Hey man, don't talk about my boy Greggy Grumberg like that. Hey, I'm a Greg Grumberg looking man. I'm just saying, if you if he could fit in the X-Wing, you could fit in the X-Wing. Maybe I would take Snap Wexley on a nice sushi date in Chicago. You I know, would if I were you. I ran into Snap Wexley at a sushi restaurant in Chicago. I know you He did. was very pleasant. I know, he's a good guy. He complimented my beard. You, it, you would it's think, a nice beard. Snap motherfucking Wexley compliments your beard. You would think you would have at least an iota of self-confidence to be like hmm in this made-up circumstance maybe ray would go on a date with me but no not even the power bliss would go on a date with you not even um, no way i bet she was in the poe dameron well no you're swarthy like poe dameron no no no, sir. I reject thee. <laughs> I reject thee on principle alone. I stand by my hypothesis. <clears throat> What's doing under that helmet, Zori? It's a nice set of eyes you got going on. Um, other seats in Star Wars. So I feel like uh, Admiral Akbar's command chair would feel like mm-hmm. you were sitting in the ultimate gamer chair. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. What's up? Yeah. What's the up, YouTube audience? <laughs> What's that? All right, YouTube story time. Like, <laughs> the next support is what I remember about that chair. Like there was this cool little C-shaped neck head neck support in that Admiral Akbar chair. I like how it floats around the ship. Yeah. You know what I mean? He's got ultimate. Yeah. Ah! Ah! Ooh, she must have got you. I'm that looking for good. the text. I'm looking for the text. I'm looking for the text that I did request. I did request a text. When you when you came in and you scared me before, I said, hey, baby, my love, my best friend, would you do me a favor and text me next time so I know you're coming in here? That's all I ask. I asked a very simple request of <laughs> you. And I said, please, would you do that for me? I said, could you please do that for me? Could you please? Could you please do that for me? And, and I'm looking at my phone, and I see the time, and oh, let's, let's open it maybe i missed it maybe i dismissed it i'm um, let's let's open it let's put the, the code in my phone did let's she look. touch you no no she waved she snuck up beside me and she waved <laughs> nope nope last thing i have oh, from man, jesse that was is... quite the scream 
You've been watching some spooky shit. I don't know, man. You jumpy. I'm too jumpy. That's why this is why I can't get a fictional date with a Star Wars character. I'm not brave enough. You chose not to. <laughs> how how is one of them going to react when we're getting <laughs> attacked by stormtroopers instead of staying cool, calm and collected and whipping out my blaster? I'm just ah! Ah! Well, man, very effective at letting us know when incoming fire is coming. It's like a little alarm. It's I'm like sweaty. Your I'm way sweaty. of saying I see a guy. I broke into a cold sweat and my right arm hurts. I think I'm legitimately having a heart attack. Ooh. My goodness. Two in one episode? I'm not complaining. <sighs> Oh, now she texts me. She just texted me to say, I'm really sorry. Now I get the text. The damage is done. I'm going to have to go to a hospital and get COVID? <laughs> what were we talking about, William? Let's I've res- lost track. Complete, I'm completely chairs. Lost track. Seats and chairs at Star Wars. There you go. The seat on the, the speeder bike? Ooh, I don't know that that's comfy. You don't know that that's comfy? I don't know. I think it would be cool. I bet it's not comfortable. Now, comfy seats? Cool. It would be. Cool, it would be. I'd like to sit on one of those seats in the Galactic Senate that move around the whole Senate. Oh, yeah. Those aren't like those pods. Yeah. I wonder what the chair situation is like in those. I bet they're comfortable. I bet you they are, right? Or the chairs at the Galactic Opera when you hear the tragedy of Darth Plagueis the Wives. <coughs> those will have to be comfortable, right? Those are super high end. I can't even think. You can't. I'm mind shattered. Now, okay, just, worst worst seat in Star Wars. Worst seat in Star Wars. Um, that that rock that Luke is sitting on <laughs> right before he dies. Probably not great. <laughs> probably and not great to just haul up. He's and hovering off the ground. He's like not in my final moments. Um, it's not a seat, but I imagine being in a back to tank is unpleasant. I don't know. I like it. I can, I can, thinking of being confined in submerged scares me, but the weightlessness aspect of it seems nice if I could be confident in my breathing. You think anybody ever just slipped out a little, little turd pellet in the Bacta tank and they're like, great, we got to get a whole new batch of Bacta. You're probably wearing a super diaper. Well, you know what? You're, you're, you're right. Cause uh, Luke is wearing some sort of space underpants in that back to tank. He ain't yeah. just floating around dick dick dangling, you know? Something would have to catch it from polluting the water. It would have to be quite the number two, is what I would imagine. I don't know. That's man. an interesting place that we took it. 
Well, what do you expect after what happened to me twice tonight? First half of the show and second half of the show. Palpatine's throne in the uh, in the very last one, the Revenge of the Sith. Um, it does not look comfortable. It looks just like stone. Like, oh, you mean in um, the Rise of Skywalker? Rise of Skywalker. What am I talking about? That doesn't yeah. look comfortable. But I might take a ride on his uh, weird H.R. Geiger fucking not if it apparatus. Had to be jacked into my back and shoulder. Well. I'll put you on a cherry picker and you can see what that feels like. <laughs> oh. My side hurts. I think I'm going into kidney failure. It was an intense scream. I was intensely scared. I understand. You've been on r slash no sleep. Hmm. <laughs> She makes me look like a fool, Will. No, I look like a ding-dang fool right now. <laughs> you are... You're just jumpy. You got the anxieties. Oh. You're prone to being spooked. I sure am. If Hawes <laughs> and uh, Brad Cobra haven't given you a heart attack... I mean, if Goose and Brad Cobra haven't given you a heart attack... Oh, my attack, God. I forgot about Brad Cobra scaring me out front of the Phoenix that one night. That's probably the worst one I've ever heard. I don't yeah. think Jesse will. So we were over at our buddy Steve's house one night and it was pretty late when we left, right? Like by pretty late, I mean probably like 11 or 12. Yeah. <laughs> and we were leaving the building. And it was, you know, you're in downtown Birmingham and it's pretty quiet because it's pretty late. Yeah. And we crossed the street to go to the parking lot where I'm parked and out of nowhere, Brad, our buddy Brad, drummer for Stone Cobra, stonecobra.bandcamp.com, jumps out from behind a car and goes, rawr, at me. And I'm surprised the police didn't show up the way I screamed. It literally materializes out of the shadows. And you would have thought somebody had knifed Hawes and was taking his purse or something. <laughs> I totally forgot about that one. People love scaring me. And he's, say it's, yeah, it's because they get good reactions. And he started laughing and he felt so bad about it. He was like, I promise I won't tell anybody about this. I promise <laughs> I won't. And I was like, no, man, you got to tell people. I don't. I'm the dummy that screamed like that. <sighs> he said no one would believe me. Anyways, guys, I think that's going to do it for us tonight. I am going to go lay down and then call some hospitals. <laughs> Take some blood pressure medication. Brody, buddy, maybe. <laughs> I think I'm going to go take a nap and uh, call some doctors. Hospital. Call some hospitals. Uh, guys, if you haven't already, for me, because I almost died tonight, leave us a five-star review on iTunes. It really helps us out. And secondly, if you haven't checked out Stoned Cobra yet, they're the band that was kind enough to... They gave us that their good music for our theme song, y'all. <laughs> Check them out. 
They are on iTunes, Spotify, and at stonedcobra.bandcamp.com. Good rootin' tootin' music. Uh, and that'll do it. We'll see you guys next week if I'm still here. If I'm still if standing. Kicking. If you're kicking. Sitting. If the blood's pumping. I sure hope so. I'm telling you right now. I love Jesse more than anything in this world. But if she kills me, if she gives me a heart attack and I die before I get to see get to see the haunter book of Boba Fett, yo, I hope Bloomhouse Pictures gets ready to make the movie of the haunting that's about to go down. (laughs) Oh my goodness, that's too funny. Woo! Be transferring my soul into a mod buddy doll like Chucky. Yikes. Anyways, thanks, guys. Uh, sorry about that. Sorry about the screams. Uh, this has been Blue Harvest. I'm Halls Burkhart. And I'm Will Witten. May the Force be with you. May the Force be with all of you. May the Force be with us. <laughs> <laughs>